Player two, this is player one. Plugging in. Player one is initiating connection. Player one is online. Player one, this is player two. Plugging in. Player two is initiating connection. Player two is online. All players have successfully connected. You are now plugged into the Plug and Play podcast. Initiating startup sequence. Hey guys, and thank you for tuning in. This is episode 220 of the Plug and Play Podcast. I'm your host, Zach, and alongside me, as always, is Tim. Welcome, Minions. And to be technical, I'm across from you, finally. That's very true. Yes, you are across from me. I get and a look at your face. Yes, sorry about that. We should probably explain the background noise that our listeners are hearing. That's true. This is live from Brothers Cascadia Brewing in... Uh, Hazeldale, Washington. This is technically Salmon Creek, buddy. Really? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Okay. It's part of Vancouver. It no is. one, no one outside of the area really cares. No, but that means we get to take some, taste some local craft. There's Although, literally barrels beside us. I mean, can I like? I have my pocket knife. Like, just like chip one away. And see I what think those happens. barrels probably. Well, actually, no. Those are those are working barrels. I mean, if I chip one away, can we see what happens? I think we would probably get kicked out, and this podcast would be the shortest one we've ever recorded. We are currently like a minute in, so uh, yeah, probably. Let's not do that. Let's tell the listeners what we're drinking now. Uh, I am drinking, again, Brothers Cascadia Brewing, uh, Best Day Ever IPA. Cool. And it looks like it is 4.75% uh, ABV. I don't know how many IBUs. 76 I am drinking a New England-style IPA called Galileo, Galileo. Like uh, the please, song. Please, please don't. No. Don't. Galileo Figaro. I'm going to crack that barrel I'm open to end this boy, podcast. Nobody loves me. I'm a poor boy from a poor... Okay, I don't know the rest of the words. Um, it is... You watch too many movies. That's a song, dude. You listen to too many songs and not enough podcasts. Oh, my gosh. Whatever. Um, so, cheers. Now that you just finished yours. Mine's tasty. Mine's, Mine's also a lot tasty. hazier. Yours looks like... Uh, honestly, yours looks like Coors Light. It's a delicious Coors Light. I, I if have they're listening to this, that was Tim that said it, not me. I have a Coors Light esque confession. I might as well get to that. What I've been up to this yeah, week. Yeah, what have you been up to? Drinking so, piss water? So last night I kinda did. I went Free to Free Piss Water. I went to a end of prohibition party at Underbar, which we've talked about before, the cool little speakeasy in, uh, yeah. next to the comic book store. And they were celebrating and like I said, the end of uh, Prohibition. But what I didn't know is that Budweiser was sponsoring this party. That's cool. So they had like a uh, plastic or rubber or something full-size uh, horse, Clydesdale horse, but literally just the head and the front two legs up against the wall. What the hell? So you could like take a picture next to it if you wanted to. Yeah. And there was uh, two representatives dressed in like, I-, I might be wrong, but I think it's flapper girl. Like, yeah, like as far feathers as and... Like lots of little things on there. Sh- and like the... Like shiny skirt. Yeah, and little um, puff balls and stuff. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they were wandering around, and they offered me a free beer, and I'm like, "Yeah." 
So they cracked one open for me. It was kind of cool, cool old-timey bottle. It was the uh, Budweiser, I think it's the Copper. It was the, uh, what I, or it was done with a bourbon. It's a Copper Lager, and it's uh, um, brewed in um, Jim Bean barrel staves. Right. So it didn't taste terrible, i got to be honest. It, um, it didn't have the typical lager taste. It tasted almost more like uh, a light red ale or an amber. Huh. Um, but it was smooth. Um, I had no problem drinking it. If I was a party, I could, I yeah. could, I could drink that all night. Yeah. It wasn't super remarkable. Literally all night. But like, I couldn't do that with Budweiser because I just don't like the taste. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So props to Budweiser for making something that I actually, actually en- rather enjoyed. Um, that was yesterday. Um, the day before, I got sick of Christmas lights. Yeah. There was a whole saga about that. Um, Please go down your saga. So my lovely wife purchased a bunch of. Christmas lights. Lovely wife. Yep. Which, by the way, is sitting right here. So don't um, forget we, that. That is not standard for this podcast. So that was trip number one to the store. Okay. So trip number two was to get clips for those lights. Oh, you forgot the clips. No. We have clips on the old lights, but I did not want to take all of the clips oh off of the old lights. Oh, my God. Because that added an hour of time. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the second trip to the store. Um. What's the third trip, Tim? I'm forgetting now, but there was a third one. Fuses, wasn't it? No, we, she bought fuses. No. Got to give her props for getting fuses. Oh, I bought extra bulbs because... Um, oh, Chris, Christmas tree topper? Oh, Christmas tree. I don't know. Oh, yeah, white lights for Christmas tree. Oh, yeah, she bought... So we. she also bought uh, lights for the tree. Okay. But she got the ones with the, the white cords, and that would look dumb on a tree. You want the green cords to blend in with the greenery. Unless you have a flocked tree, but we don't have a flocked tree. So I was, <laughs> I was already sick of lights. And then I got up there, and, like, things were not going well. I started putting it up, and then I realized I usually put the plug the opposite way. But I'm like, no, I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to go with it. Yep. Um, in previous years, like, way, way back when I had done incandescent lights, I've strung, like, six strands together, and yeah. it's been okay. As soon as I plugged it in, boosh, fuse went out. Replace the fuse. Fuse went out. So you were like, uh, you got too many strands together, bro. So <laughs> I broke up the strands. I took one strand off completely. And then really? I, How'd you do that? There's, If you look really close to my roof line, there's about six feet that's not covered by the lights now. Oh, okay. No big deal. So then I – anyway, I started at like 4 o'clock. By the time I was done, it was completely dark, and I'm stumbling around on my roof ready to die. Three hours. Three hours. Ladies and gentlemen, Tim spent three hours – Yes. Thank you for the smallest violin playing just for me. <laughs> Let's move on to we that. We should invite your wife more, more often. No. This is fun. Well, now I'm going to talk about how it's hanging out with naked people. Oh, God damn it. So, I don't Please know if I should. These are be old naked people. Yes, they were old naked people. Oh, this is bad. <laughs> so, I feel like I should backtrack and get to nope. the naked. Nope, just naked people. If I just say I was with naked people, you don't understand why. Like, I've been, okay. What were you doing with the naked I'm people? I'm going to backtrack. I'm going to try to make it as quick as possible. I'm looking for ways to de-stress because I find myself anxious a lot. Hanging out with naked people helps with that, apparently. It does. I'll, I'll get to that. So some other things I've been doing is I download this app called Headspace. that helps you. Uh, you can do like a three to five minute meditation every day. Oh, that's cool. There's a whole bunch you can pick from for that. I'm trying to drink more water again, and I'm trying to stretch every morning um, because I'm tight all the time. My shoulders, you my neck, tight. my back are just like rocks. Um, so I got up Monday, actually. And I was gonna. I had every intention of working out. The workout was something I totally could do, even with my shoulder issue. And I was like, 
I'm stiff. I can barely move. Like, this is ridiculous. So I changed plans. I drove to uh, northeast Portland to a place called Common Ground Wellness. And for $12, I soaked in a pool for 45 minutes and then steamed for 15 minutes. Oh, nice. And I felt remarkably for better. how much? 12 bucks. That's not bad. So but before 1 o'clock, you pay for the half-hour price for a full hour. Nice. Hour would normally be 19 So it's clothing optional. People of all shapes and sizes were getting in the pool with me. And, uh, Wait, it's clothing optional in the pool, too? Yeah. Um, so there's etiquette. Like, you, yeah. um, and it, like don't a, stare. Yeah, be respectful with your eyes, hands, and uh, Mouth. voice is what it said. Oh. You're not supposed to really talk. Like, if you have to... S- it said incidental conversations, okay, like, um, but... Pe- it's supposed to be for relaxing. Totally relaxing, and it was. Um, I was surprised with how small the pool was. Like, I've been to other normal, like, well, I don't know, what, what's normal? I've yeah. been to other soaking pools, like at McMenamin's Kennedy School and um, Edgefield, and both of those are much larger. Huh. This was like, if you took three or four home hot tubs and kind of chained them all together. Weird. It wasn't that large, and there was like no. 10 to 12 people, well, I would say about 8 to 10 any given time. People are, like, getting in, getting out. Yeah. They cap it. So, wow. like, if enough people show up, like, no, you can't soak yet. You can soak in 20 minutes. Oh, wow. And I showed up right when they opened. Nice. So, that was nice, but that was me hanging out with naked people. Cool. And, uh, yeah, that's what I've been up to. All right. What, what you been up to? Naked Christmas lights. Gotcha. You put your Christmas lights up naked? Yep. That's more bold than I was. Yep. Um, so, we put up uh, lights around our front garden. Okay. So, um, I couldn't find the rope lights that she wanted for the post. And in the front of my house, I really don't have, like, I don't want to put, like, holes in my new house. So there's, like, no place to really hang lights because I have no real gutters on the front of my house. So you have that thing that it projects light on. I do. I have one like of those. snowflakes, right? Yeah, snowflakes. And then... I hear those get stolen. They do, but this one hasn't yet. So two years now. Hasn't been stolen. Is it in a place where it'll be caught on your camera if someone does? Yeah. That's good. Um, so I did the front garden. And they also hung a lit-up bow between, like, the front windows and the front of the house. Cool. So it gave it a little bit of life. I'm going to try to buy some at the end of the season for next year or uh, just go super early beginning of next year and just buy some. Cool. Yeah, I I, um, I still want to – I don't know. I read how many it could strand together. Mine was five, so I only got five. Well, that's the thing about LEDs. Like, uh, But my last set of LEDs sucked. Like, you could barely see them. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I think they're brighter now than when yeah. I bought them. And, like, I wouldn't have that power issue. Yeah. And I would actually be using a lot less power. So yep. I'll be looking out for the sales after Christmas, too. Yep. Um, other than that, my car died on me. Which, I was like, Your car or your wife's car? car? How did it die? Well, the battery got corroded again. So it was, like, the third battery in, like, ten years of owning the car. That's uh, – why is it so fast? To I don't know. Corrode? It was okay. apparently four years ago I replaced the last, so. You know you can, like, periodically clean. Is it just the battery posts are corroding? Or? Well, yeah, that was the main part, but the battery terminals were bad in it also. Um, but, yeah, so apparently I went out to work one day, and my car wouldn't start. I opened up the hood, and it was corroded. And I was like, well, it wasn't that way like, oh, like a week ago. But I didn't have the energy at that time of night to uh, clean it up, so I just took a company truck home. And then I needed an oil change. So I had somebody jump me and drove it there until my mechanic fix it so he did and then other than that my kid's been sick for the past couple days so is he getting better i think so 
It was cute, the videos you sent of him. I have to stay home with him. him tomorrow, so that kind of sucks. You get to stay home with uh, him that's tomorrow. That's true. I do get to, but it sucks because it's usually like my day where I get to like not have to worry about other people at work. And I can just kind of do my own thing at my own pace and not have to be like stressed about like, oh, I have to do this by this time and blah, blah, blah. But that's all right. I got everything done today, so I get to stay home with him. And uh, while he naps, hopefully play some Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, that would be cool. So. We'll talk more about that later. Yeah. So. Um, For now, you want to get in some news? Yeah, let's talk some news. So, Bethesda. Do you want a nylon bag? We, we just can't stop talking about this. Um, enough people complained about the nylon bag with a special edition um, for Fallout 76. Yeah, I mean, it's not awesome the Beth- nylon Bethesda bag. finally bowed to public pressure, said, okay, okay, we're going to replace your bags. This is what you do. You submit a ticket. You know what they should do? What? Send them a bag of dicks in return. <laughs> I like that. I can't remember which media outlet was saying Bethesda re- agrees to replace its garbage bags. <laughs> oh my so you'd God. think that'd be the end of the story, right? Yeah. It's not. Why? All those tickets going into the Bethesda system Yeah. started showing up in normal users' inboxes. Like, to say I'm playing Fallout 76 and I have a Bethesda account. Yeah. All of a sudden, I have 200 support tickets with other users' names, addresses, phone numbers, Credit card? Credit card? Credit card? I'm not sure about that. You can follow the story if you want. Okay. Um, but seriously, Bethesda. I mean. What the hell? It's kind of cool. Be like, I'm going to send this guy a bag of dicks now with a Bethesda logo on it. He'll never know it was me. I mean, they could. Yeah. They could do all sorts of things. They could this send, is, this like, is terrible. It, uh, this is like, this is like I, an I, indie game studio I, trying to make it big. I mean, since maybe No Man's Sky, I can't think of a game launch that went this poorly. No. And before that, I don't know what. Probably something from EA. Probably, yeah. Um, this is a terrible launch. <laughs> it's a horrible. And they did Elder Scrolls Online perfectly fine. I mean, it's not a great game, but it's a good game. Yeah, so I, I guess just moving on uh, to something else that's not going exactly great. A we talked. Ab- we talked about the uh, Sony PlayStation Classic and the, yeah. fact that, the fact that it's running. It's um, got really shitty games on it. Well, people can argue about which 20 games are on it. That's a valid argument. But but they're all PAL versions. Nine of them are. Yep. Uh, almost half of them. And why that's bad is because the PAL runs at uh, 50 frames per second. 30, I thought it was. 50. Oh, it's 50. But it's it's enough to notice. And um, there's no reason, apparently, because some user figured out if you plug in a USB keyboard, yeah, you can access, you hit the escape key. That's your secret code. And all of a sudden, it pulls up an emulation. So there's no up, up, down, down. It's literally just like, hey, let's escape out of this. No. So this is uh, YouTuber Retro Gaming Arts and his buddy Matt, the following thing I'm quoting. So basically, all I did was took a USB keyboard and plugged it in, and then went in one of the games and hit escape, and that gave me all the access to the emulator itself. Um, owners of the mini console on Reset Era, who have been given this... Um, hack or whatever you want to call it, report they're able to change Tekken 3 back to NTSC, which is our North American format, and getting their game to run at 60 frames per second. And that's one of the nine PAL versions of the game. Jesus. So why not have it that way to begin with? I don't know. And why have it so easily accessible for, I mean, it's 
at least have us type in like a what's the secret passcode zero 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 zero. Like Konami code or something. Yeah, exactly. I it's just bizarre. So not as bad as the Bethesda stuff, but still bizarre. It's very odd. So you brought this next story to my attention, so I'm gonna let you take care of that. Oh, one. are you talking about the? Uh, yeah, the, the uh, Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley. Well, oh yeah. So uh, Eric Barron, aka Concerned Ape, will begin self-publishing the game later this month. So uh, if you don't remember, Eric was a I don't remember what he did as a day job, but he was not a game developer. No. But he started making this game called Stardew Valley, which became an instant runaway hit. Um, in I should say in niche markets. Um, you and I, your kids, enjoyed it a lot. Yep. And um, when he went to publish the game, he realized that he didn't wasn't the man to bring this game to life uh, in a publishing format. So he partnered with Chucklefish, which is an indie game development publishing house. Um, and it seems that this might be one of the only amicable splits that we have. I can't think of another one. That so... I guess the closest would be maybe Hitman. Um, maybe. IO, IO Interactive was allowed to keep the license after they split from Square Enix. Yeah. Um, I guess maybe that would be one. Um, so, in a statement, Chucklefish, uh, we'll continue to publish uh, the mobile and Switch versions of the game, but uh, they also are quoted as saying they're extremely proud to be a part of the Stardew Valley story. Um... So now he's going to be self-publishing uh, on all other platforms. So uh, it's kind of exciting to see so, like a like a nobody release a game that became really big and popular, mm-hmm. um, and now he's reclaiming it. And who knows what he does from here? So yeah, um, I'll be interested to see where he goes from here with it. So. Well, speaking of another developer, um, going way back to 1987. Um, Sorry, I'm looking for his name. Al Lowe. Uh, we worked at Sierra Interactive, and he was worked on a title you might have heard of called uh, Laser Suit Larry. So I think he's retired at this point from making games, but he's got... Yeah. So, but he had the source code in his attic. And he ex- in his attic? He just like had it chilling there? He's Literally like, in his attic. So he's got an eBay. To tell you what this is about, he's listed on eBay the original source code for Laser Suit Larry. The original one. The original source code. And he explains that back in the day, developers were responsible for keeping track of their own resources, not Sierra, not the company. Yeah. Um, because. Because they yeah, could. Well, the, lot, there wasn't all these lawsuits over. I mean, things were like way more Wild yeah. West and just whatever back then. So he had a copy literally in his attic. And he was going through some stuff. He's like, hey, maybe someone would want this. Well, at, as of the time of recording, there, that source code on eBay on like a floppy disk, an actual floppy disk. A bunch of floppy disks. Not the hard ones, the floppy floppy disks. It's going for $10,000. Wait, it's $10,000 right now? Yeah, it's at least $10,000. Wow. When I looked at it, it was like 10,010. With 63 bids. Yeah. 10,110. And he's going to be um, putting up some other stuff. Uh, we should be fair. What? There's $7.25 shipping and handling. That's hilarious. So that's like literally a priority mail envelope yeah, or something. Exactly, and it'll arrive before Christmas. So if somebody wants to buy it for Tim and I, it's only ten thousand one hundred and ten dollars currently. So that's it for the news. Um, except for, it's kind of funny that we're recording right now because as we are recording right this very second, the video game awards are going on, and there's all sorts of breaking news happening that we just aren't aware of because we're recording. Um, I scanned Twitter super fast. I saw something about Crackdown Three. Nah. 
Um, I'm sure other announcements are happening that we don't know about. But if you're listening to this and I'm like, how come they're talking about this? It's because it's literally happening right now. While we're recording. Yeah. So let's move on from that. Let's do some tech talk. All right, Tim, you want to talk some tech? Let's talk some you tech. You want to talk some shockingly exciting tech? Shock me. Shock you? Well, I mean, I don't have it with me. But I did get my hands on an AED. Okay. So that's like a defibrillator? It's automatic. I don't know what it stands for. E. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing. Automatic E el- defibrillator. Electric? Maybe. Electricity, probably. Electric. Electricity. Let's you wouldn't say automatic electricity. You say yes. automatic electric. Nope, it's automatic electricity. You don't get to name I'm things positive. anymore. Yep. Nope. Okay, whatever. Legend of podcast. Yep, exactly. Um, and so my grandma runs a homeless shelter. This is how it all started. Last Are shocking homeless people? Yep, shocking okay. homeless people. Shame on you. Homeless person had a freaking heart attack in the middle of a shower. That would be scary. Yep. So luckily some lady that was there that night knew how to do CPR and saved his life. But now the organization that she, like, opens up her church for mm-hmm. is, like, asking everybody to get AEDs. So I contacted the person who handles, like, all of our, like, safety equipment and, yeah. like, first aid kits and stuff. I was like, can you bring me one to, like, any Joe Blow that can understand English can learn how to run? And he's like, well, there's not very many of them that, like, you can just pick up and go. Like, you usually have to be trained. I was really? Because, like... Cause, like Five years ago, I was at a first aid class, and we had a dummy unit, and it was pretty easy to operate. I don't know. It actually talks to you. It tells yep. you. It tells you what to do as you go. Yep. This so, is probably the same as Act One. Okay. Yeah. So back then, this was like I said, at least five years ago. Those things were like three grand. Have they come down in price? Yeah. So like the whole entire. Yeah, they're like seven or eight now. Seven or eight hundred. Hundred. Yeah, that's yeah. quite a bit. Down. Yeah. Um, because the whole entire like. Getting like a locking cabinet because you can't just leave this stuff out for homeless people because they will no. steal it. Yes. Um, and then like buying a reserve pack, which the really cool thing about this company is like if you actually have to use it, mm-hmm. they will send you a whole like it's just like a cartridge, like a think of like a clip in your pistol. Yeah. And it just pops out the bottom of it, and the pads pop out, the battery pops out, and they'll send you a brand new one as long as you use so it. So it just for free. sits there. It's not charging. It's just stand alone? Yep. How, how long is the charge good for? Five our, years. That's not too bad. So, and then at five years, it's like $98 to replace it. If you haven't used it, if you do use it, they'll send you a whole new replacement for free. So. I mean. Ha- I don't know. Maybe you have to have like a paramedic thing. Certified or something. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but the nice thing about this unit also is that it has a, has a universal connector that uh, all law enforcement, paramedics, and firefighters can plug into. And they'll download the information so that uh, they can gather whatever information, the heartbeat, the rhythm, nice. um, how many times you've done compressions, everything like that. So this is a weird question, but does the kit include a razor? I don't think so. So when I practiced, there was actually a disposable razor. And if it was a guy, you're supposed to shave the chest hair before you put the little contacts on. Oh, weird. Yeah. No, not that I know of. Okay. But this one does have, like, blinking lights. And on the front of it has a picture of a human. And it shows you what pad needs to go where. Right. And then on the pads, it shows you again where right. it needs to go. Yeah, when I was playing with it at the class, I was actually disappointed. You can't just run up and shock somebody. No. Like, it has to measure, and yeah. the machine has to decide. It's really deceiving. Yes, yes, in fact, this person is in cardiac arrest, yeah. and I need to zap them. Yeah. You can't just decide to, like, like if you were sleeping on the couch. You I couldn't, couldn't do it to me. I couldn't sneak up with the paddles and, like, 
That, that kind of I make... might be able to do it with you, though, if I pull off your Darth Vader mask. No, I'm still breathing. I, my heart mask is still... So I was sad to learn that you can't just zap people yeah. randomly. I know. I was really hoping for, like, it's just... But no. It, it's not like the movies now. No, The paddles are totally different looking. Yeah. These are, like, sticky, like, almost, like, think, like, heart monitor pads, almost. Yeah. Really weird looking. So that's our Tech Talk electrifying. Yeah. Let's uh, so. take a break and go zap something. All right. Sounds good. We'll be right back, guys. And we are back. Tasty treats in hand. Second half brought to us again by Brothers Cascadia Brewing in Vancouver, Washington. We are drinking the... I forgot, and I can't <laughs> say the board. Bold as love. Bold as love. Really? Bold uh, ass love. You like that bold ass love? Yep, bold ass love. I got a soaking pool for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you ready to kick it? Let's kick it. All right. Hey, Tim. Yeah. Do you remember a uh, certain Kickstarter that had a whiskey glass? I do. I'm going to go ahead and let uh, this company called Sip Dark go ahead and talk about their hardwood whiskey glass. Starting from scratch, we designed a bold and unique whiskey glass shape. We then built this shape using a leak-resistant hardwood sealed with a beeswax finish. Meet the hardwood whiskey glass. We appreciate your support for this project. Cheers. So as we just heard, guys, Sip Dark is back for a second round of campaigns. And I, I just love how they put it. Um, their first round of campaigns, they clearly... Uh, I'm, yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> the first round of the campaign was a very traditional whiskey glass shape. A little too traditional, you might say. A little bit too traditional. So their exact uh, full disclosure is, our previous campaign was canceled because the shape of our glass was similar to other trademark glasses in the industry. We feel that this project is an improvement because we now have a unique design and an improved wood style that provides even greater leak resistance, which, let me tell you, is very much needed because I have to wax the ones I have quite a bit, and even though it's waxed, they still sweat through. By yeah, that time was, I that was weird. On. I'd never seen a glass do that. Yeah. And I realized it's a porous. I didn't think the wood would be that porous, though. It was kind of no. weird. Yeah, it, d- it definitely wicks through. Um, and like like you were saying, I should probably just invest in some nice glasses. Yeah. So. I mean, they, those will break, though. So, I mean, that's one thing. You could drop a wood, and it'll be fine, probably. Maybe. Yeah. You never know. It could crack it, too. I just thought it was really weird that their previous product was, like, got a cease and desist or whatever. Yeah. So you don't um, think of that for glassware. No, you don't. Um, Thirteen days ago, two hundred seventy-six backers. Uh, they needed three thousand five hundred U.S. dollars. Are currently at twelve thousand five hundred sixty-three. Um, big granddaddy of them all is two hundred and nine dollars. Twelve hardwood whiskey glasses. It's forty percent off of MSRP. And currently, you guys can get in for the uh, early word special at fifteen dollars for one of them. So, Tim, what do you got for us? So, Zach, have you ever checked into a hotel room and just, I don't know, just Jacked thought, off over it? No. Oh. Wondered if maybe the previous guy did. Oh, yes. Have you ever wondered if, like, if you turned on a black light, if you would see no, I try not spray to. patterns on I the ceiling? I try not to. Unless it's like a how murder do you feel? Scene. How do you feel, like, the first time you slide under those, what you are hoping are clean sheets? Oh, I feel dirty. Well, I've got a robot for you. Oh, this is not good. 
Let me introduce to you the cleanse bot. I'm gonna let the uh, developers or men, whatever, talk about it for you. The robot talk about it? No, not the robot. The people that made the robot. Okay. Here we go. CNN, ABC News, CBC, Inside Edition, and more have all reported on the scary amount of bacteria and germs in hotel rooms. The CleanseBot is a pocket-sized smart robot designed to sanitize and disinfect any surface, including your bed and blankets, using UVC light. CleanseBot is the first all-in-one cleaning robot that you can take on all of your adventures. With built-in artificial intelligence, 18 sensors and three different modes, the CleanseBot might just be the smartest thing you pack. In under blanket mode, you just put your CleanseBot on the bed, touch one button and let it sanitize and disinfect your bed for either 30 or 60 minutes at a time, no matter what type of mattress or blanket you have. Using patent-pending wheel technology, the robot will be able to climb over any lumps and bumps in the sheets and never fall off the bed. In handheld mode, just pick up your cleanse bot and the sensors will detect your hand and use the bottom UVC lights to disinfect light switches, kitchen and bathroom surfaces, cell phones, keyboards, and even children and pet toys. The CleanseBot can run and disinfect for three hours on a single charge. When you're traveling, you always pack your portable charger. Instead of having to pack another device, the CleanseBot has a power bank mode with a 3700 milliamp battery and a USB-C port with flash charging for faster charging times. Experts at the National Institute of Health, Columbia University, and Time, as well as many others, have shown how UVC light kills 99.99% of bacteria, germs, and mold, and can even fight the spread of airborne viruses. Worry-free traveling can be yours. Grab the super smart CleanseBot and guard against germs no matter where you are. Place your pre-order during this Kickstarter campaign to get your CleanseBot for over 60% off retail price, only $99. This is a Kickstarter-only deal and will not be available after the campaign has ended. Don't miss out. So as you just heard, this is the world's first bacteria-killing robot. This little guy is a Roomba fear bed. It scoots under the sheets with its UV lights and zaps bacteria all over the place. You can set it for a half hour, an hour, and just think of a little z robot like zipping around under your bed. It's just kind of funny to me. Uh, and then you can put a strap on it and um, you can hold, strap on your robot. Strap on your robot and hold it up to other surfaces like your countertops or you know other areas that you can't. They can't, you know, really run across. Please take a shower, though, ladies and gentlemen. Please don't use this on your body. Oh, yeah. I mean, UV is like, it does kill a lot of bacteria. Um, and mold, actually, too. Yeah. yeah that's good. Um, so I could have used this at an apartment center and I rented one time. Absolutely. So they were looking for three grand, which is super modest for something like this. They have 30 days to go, and they're currently at 136557 as a record. There's a lot of people who travel for a living, like your wife. Yeah. Um, so the single-pack early bird, super early bird, which there's 28 left out of 100 or 1,080, so it's almost gone. Might be gone by the time you hear this. Um, this it's 100 bucks, $99. It's not bad. Um, which is $160 off the planned retail of $259. Um, then the normal single-pack early bird is, I don't know why people are buying at this level now, but they are. There's 124 left of 200, um, and that's 109. They really want to see this back. I guess so. Uh, the normal Kickstarter special, after all, those are gone. And again, four people have bought this when the cheaper levels are available, um, is 129. Moving up to the top level, the big package. If Sweet. you need robots scooting all over your hotel room like little mad ants, uh, the Big Ten package will get you taken care of. 860 bucks. Uh, five left of five. 
So yeah. That's insane. Get yourself a little bacteria zapping robot. Jesus. You want to talk about video games? Yeah, I got I got one that has robots actually. All right, All right what do you got? Astrobot Rescue. Help me, help me, Mr. Mario Robot, help me. That's the thing. If I'm being honest, I'm actually more wowed by this game than Mario Odyssey. Now, Mario Odyssey's great. I it's never played of, it. You should. It's a good game. I know you're not as much into Mario or Zelda. Yeah. It's a great game. Um, tons of unique worlds, really well designed. But Astrobot Rescue feels new and fresh. Um, it's just a joy to play. Um, you're this little robot rescuing other robots. But what's cool is the 3D is truly 3D. Like sometimes I'll be looking down, like at, at your crotch. No, down my at my feet, past oh. my feet. Like I'm in a like I'm on top of a canyon on a cliffside, or I'll be looking up on the same cliff, and my robot will be climbing the steps up them. That's cool. It uses a vertical space. It's not. You know, most games are like kind of right in yeah, front of linear. you. Yeah, I mean, sure, Assassin's Creed, you're climbing stuff, but even then, you're still looking straight ahead. Yeah. You actually have to physically look up and down and around to play this game. And at one point, there was like a knot hole. And I had to like move my head to look the right place in the knot hole. PSVR. PSVR. Yeah. And it's... Dude, you're like all about this VR life right now. There's some genuinely good games finally coming out for PlayStation VR. I talked about Tester's Effect. That's really good. But Astrobots... If there was some way that they could have gone back in time and like made this as a launch title for PlayStation VR, I think they would have had a lot more traction in the market because it is a fresh and amazing... Um, it's fun. Like people, all types of gamers would enjoy it. Um, yeah, the controls are pretty intuitive. Um, it's easy. It's it's a delight. Like the characters are just happy, and it's a good game. Did you by chance buy a new PSVR this week? I did. I wasn't going to talk about it this week. Maybe, oh. maybe we'll talk it next next week for uh, Tech Talk. Just curious. Yeah. Um, so I also broke out a new game I just got today in the mail. You broke it out? You just like literally broke it out, cracked it open. Yeah, I think I think you might have a little bit of R wing jealousy right now. I'm talking about Starlink. I'm a little bit pissed you didn't tell me it was thirty dollars. I think it was an offer for me. I don't I, know. I don't care. You should have bought guess, two of them. I guess I could have bought two. Yep. What a dick. I'm just kidding. Yeah. So this is the Ubisoft game that's all about like. This is made by Ubisoft. Yeah. They're doing a lot of weird shit with Nintendo lately. They're kind of buddies with Nintendo. They've got full-on uh, Nintendo characters. What's interesting is they made like PlayStation 4 and Xbox One versions of this, too. But only this one has Fox McCloud and the R-Wing. Hell and, and, yeah. And, and the system or the game comes with an R-Wing model. And it's a toys-to-life game. So you're like doing space battle. I don't even want to play the fucking game. The game looks dumb, doesn't it? I'm having fun so far. I will say I've only played 40 minutes of it. So I know that there's a lot of like element attacks, and um, I think I got this weapon on backwards, by the way. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. Can you fix that? Yeah. It's going to bother me. So He's going faster. So you crash in the first part of the game, and like your, your drives are broken. So you've only got auxiliary power, which means you can only float above the, air, above the ground on this planet, like maybe 10 or 12 feet. I do love the detail, the attention to the detail. Copyright Nintendo on the bottom of it. Yeah. So, um, you get this game and you get a couple. Every single piece has copyright Nintendo. That's on hilarious. It, it comes off. Um, 
you get a spaceship, you get some pilots, and you get some weapons you can snap onto your spaceship. And these are physical items. Yeah. And then you snap in the Joy-Cons to this the, this housing. It's kind of like the Magic the Gathering syndrome. Like, you're legitimately buying physical pieces to play something. Here's the thing, though. You don't need it. I could play that. I could play the game all digital. You could buy like you can buy these digitally. Yes, you can buy all the parts digitally. Really? And the game knows what comes with the base set, so it knows that you have this wing and you have these weapons. I got a flamethrower and I'm like an ice missile. And the game knows that I that it came with that. So um, that's good actually for portable because you wouldn't want to haul this model around with you. Oh, so you don't have to have the hooked up while you're you playing. You don't. I thought you did. No. That makes it more playable for me. Yes. Um, I. This is the first time I've actually played it with the stuff all together. I, I was using my Pro Controller at home on the big screen. Oh, nice. And it looks pretty cool. Like, the Does first it? planet... I, I'm assuming there's more than one planet. Um, you crash land, like I said, on this planet, and you can only kind of hover. And you can, um, but the controls were really great. It was really smooth and very colorful. Lots of, like, big skeletons you were flying through. Um, there's a lot of resource collecting. And definitely the elements of your uh, weapons come into play when you're attacking the different enemies. Mm-hmm. So like I said, I've got ice and fire, and I know yeah. there's other elements, at least four. Um, so that's... Can that you leads snap in, those on and off on the fly? Yes, um, but I don't think digitally you would have to. And I honestly, if I was going to buy some upgrades, I think I would buy them online digitally just to not mess with swapping stuff around. Um, back to the physical stuff, though. The R-Wing, actually, the wings are detachable, and I think I could probably snap on other wings from other ships onto it. And the cool thing about the whole mount that the controller's in is the pilot is actually inside of the the spaceship. So you can get new pilots. I could snap another pilot into my R-Wing, but, you know, why would I? It's Foxes. I mean, if Falco came out, that would be pretty fucking cool. In in the opening cutscene, there is Peppy and... Is there really? I should probably play the... Opening I mean, cut. I think we should play the opening cutscene after we're done with the recording podcast. Probably. It might make you actually want to play the game. Um, like I said, so far it's been a lot of fun. I don't know if the if the game kind of gates you and says, okay, you can't really get. You got to pa- upgrade. You can't get past this monster until you get the wind gun or whatever. Is this open? No, it does not nah. open. It does glow in the tailpipe though, which is it does sweet. glow in the Only tailpipe. Only if the Joy Cons are connected. It's not right now, but so yeah, I'm out. having a lot of fun with it. And like I said, even if the game ends up like being stupid, does it come with like does this right here? Does this act as a stand when it's not in yeah. the controller? Yeah, if I took the controls out, it would still stand out. So okay. you could use the controller as a stand. It would look a little bit funny missing these pieces, but I'll bet you anything, anything that on Etsy you could find uh, Joy-Con blanks to slide in. Yeah, probably. Um, so you'd have a normal-looking stand. So, yeah, if you just wanted to have this on your shelf, um, it would totally work. You know, know what I'm thinking. I know what you're <laughs> thinking. Um, so I also played Earth Knight. Um, this okay. is the game I originally saw back Earth at PlayStation. Earthbound. What? Earthbound with the, like, the guy, the big Earth beard. Knight. No, Earthbound is a, any, a Super Nintendo game. Uh, is this the one with the big beard and yeah. the sword? Yep, the one I, I have a shirt of. Okay. Um, the one I played at PlayStation Experience. Yeah. Um, I got Finally into the out. beta. It's not out yet. Oh, shit. So I've got it on PC. Jesus. Which makes it kind of confusing because I'm playing with an Xbox controller and all the prompts are PlayStation. I'm like, eh, eh, eh. That's weird. Um, but, yeah, awesome indie music. Um, I've only played it for, like, five minutes. I should really play it more since I'm supposed to be beta testing it. But, yeah, Maybe. you basically it's an endless runner where you jump and you're on the back of dragons. And you stab the dragons when you get to their head. And then you fly through space and you land on another dragon. Um, it's, it's really cool. 
So you're stabbing dragons to get to the next stabbing of dragons. Yes. yes. Okay. All right, save the last one for last because it bums me out. I've been looking forward to Darksiders 3 for a oh, long this, time. Oh, this actually brings my spirits up. <laughs> you want to hear my soul being crushed? Yes. So the first Darksiders was really cool when it came out. I think Xbox 360 is one platform I got it on. Um, it was like heavy metal Zelda. It was like you were this big, beefy guy named War. It's it's literally the four horsemen in yes, the apocalypse. That was the first the first um, there's all this angels and demon conflict and like there's all this lore and you're exploring all these dungeons, you're getting all these new items, um, you're climbing up stuff. It's not open world so, though, right? Not it, it's no. like an ocarina of time almost. Exactly, yeah, yeah, like the central Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good comparison. Um, so that was a lot of fun. The second one was similar, except you played Death. And he Again, was a little more, more li- of a Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask esque. And it introduced like some kind of Diablo elements where okay. your, your weapons were you would, you were getting incrementally better weapons. Or, okay. Um, so you're upgrading upgrading weapons a lot more, a lot more loot. Yeah. Um, but still, the combat was a lot. There was a few less items, I would say, like different items. Yeah. There's a lot of weapons, but not as many like items, accessory items. Um, but it was still great, and yeah. the story was good. So this one. Dude, you were like so excited. I for was this. excited that one was even being made because THQ went bankrupt. Yeah. And the company that made the first two Vigil basically broke up. But some of the people that were involved in Vigil formed a new company that I'm blanking on right now. And THQ they, Nordic? No, no, THQ Nordic oh, is no, a publisher. This was, uh, it's a, like a gun sounding name. Yeah, I yeah, will. I'll look it up for you. Their logo actually looks a lot like Red Dead Redemption, actually. It's, um, I had an interview with them this year. You son of a bitch. Well, it was for their new game coming out, Remnants from the Ashes. Well, I'm, I'm kind of wondering if maybe they, they they put more of their team on that game than this one because it's it's rough. I also don't like the format of the game. It's it's How's a d- the story? Story's okay, but the problem is, is all three of these stories are concurrent, and there's not Gunfire like Games, by the way. Thank you, Gunfire Games. All three of these stories are concurrent. So they happen at roughly the same time. So there's not a lot of new material being introduced. Yeah. And I don't like the main character. Her name is Fury, and that's she's like a one-note, I'm mad. But Fury's not a horseman of the apocalypse. They've changed it in this lore. So the other... Cause it's, they don't, they're not following the same fucking lore? As the Bible? No. I thought Darksiders was supposed to be fully based off of... Okay, if you want a quick synopsis of the lore. There's heaven and hell, right? Yes. Good and evil. Yeah. And they destroy shit. Yeah. Well... That's bad for the universe. Yeah. The Chard Council, which is not exactly explained where they come from, but anyway, the Chard Council is established to maintain order between good and evil in the universe. Okay. And the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse are sort of their enforcers, which are the last of a race called the Neolim. So they're like superpowered. So they've made their own mythology like yes. story. And the Four Horsemen are war, death, um, uh, fury, and strife. Oh, okay. And strife looks like a ninja with guns. So I'm thinking that game will be kind of like... I don't know, Devil May Cry. If Cry-ish, there's a game. If that ever happens. So this one is Dark Souls. I don't play Dark Souls games. I've tried. I, pl- I, pl- I tried to play the the one that's set in London, like, like Grim Reaper Time. I can't remember the name of it. It looks cool. I don't know. I don't play those games whatsoever. It's a lot of, like, timing dodges and, like, one hit, one wrong move and you're dead. And that's just... Does I don't not ha- sound fun. I don't have time for that. I, I have, like, maybe an hour a day to game. I don't have the time to discipline myself, learn the enemy's weakness. Yeah. And even if I did, this game is bad at combat because the camera is right behind the character. Like, it's a bad camera. You um, can't change that? 
No. I mean, it's it's in the game. I mean, you can change the camera angle, but when you're fighting, you don't have time to mess around with that. And so no. you're not you're not seeing hardly anything around you. It. I should make a video of that part of it. You really should. Um. Yeah, and when you're like, even when you're just not not fighting, but you're going through like a dungeon, the camera's so close to you that when if you go through an archway, the camera will dip as it goes under the arch and then come back up after the arch. Wow. So you're like, you know, this is shitty. It's a shitty camera. So this is like an indie team. It's a smaller team. So it definitely shows. I will definitely say the remnants from the ashes looks amazing, and I'm wondering if they didn't put the veterans on that one. Um, the other thing that bums me out besides the combat and the style of the game, like literally there's like campfires like there is in Dark Souls. Like yeah. You, there's this guy, this demon called Volgrim. It's been in the other two games. He's like the merchant of the game. But until you get to Volgrim, none of your progress, there's no checkpoint. So you could like fight through a bunch of monsters. Holy fuck. And get almost all the way to Volgrim and then die and have to start all over again. And I, I ain't got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. And a, for a base game based on combat, you mash the same button in, like, different sequences. It's all square, Would you square. say this is a button smasher game? Maybe. Uh, Hugh's been looking forward to this, too, and he's, like, put himself on a no spoilers, so he's not reading any articles about this or probably not listening to this podcast anymore if he got to this point. He's going to be – I don't know. Maybe he'll like it. But there's not a whole bunch of new lore. I don't like the main character. I don't like the combat. There's no dungeon exploring. It's all pretty much a straight line path. There's sometimes some side paths that are blocked off until you get a specific item. But it's just a side path. It's not like there's any... The puzzles are super simple. There's a couple puzzles. It's not a Zelda game. This sucks. It's a Dark Souls game. I'm really bummed out. I was really looking forward to this. Super bummed out. That sucks. I'm sorry, bud. I kind of hit a wall where I was going through the same area over and over. over And and I'm like, I'm just not having fun. That sucks. And I hate I th- when that happens. It, yeah. So yeah. for now, I'm putting Darksiders 3 down. I might try to come back to it. And I was like, maybe I'm mi- misremembering. But no, I booted up Darksiders 2 and I just played it for 10 minutes. And it's just the way the character moves around and like can jump up on walls. You can't jump. You can't climb. This character can't climb. All the other two could climb. And like, like she can jump and she gets this ability where she can double jump really high. But that's like her mobility is like limited. And I don't know. Her horse dies in the first scene. All the other ones have horses they ride around on. She's a horseman. She's literally called a horseman. The other ones, like you have a horse like a pona. This one, her horse gets killed in one of the you know, spoilers. But it happens literally within the first 20 minutes of the game. See, I never made it to where you actually got a horse in the other games, so. They were good. They were good horses. Mm. Maybe not as good as a pona, but they were pretty good. Huh. Um, both of them were good in their own ways. Hmm. Uh, Deaths was badass because when you summoned him, was that two? That was two. Yeah, he would actually appear underneath you out of the ground and like ra- and like raise you up. But it was oh, just that's like cool. it was badass. Yeah, I never got that far in that game. Death's horse was badass. Huh. Despair, I think was its name. Hmm. Or maybe that's the raven because he has a raven too. Yeah, you don't have. There's so many like, accessory things that the other two characters had. And how, Fury how has far are you, are you into this game? Maybe you get it like right at like seventy five percent. I've, I've killed two of the seven uh, deadly sins. Oh, Jesus. So I don't know what percentage that puts me at, but I, I'm done. And that makes me sad. So what did you play last night? Uh, last night, after being bummed out about that, I played um, Astrobots. Oh, nice. Cool. So that was a happy... Yeah. That's a great game. Yeah. I, I want you to at least try that. Yeah. I mean, theoretically, I have an extra PSVR right now. Yeah, but I don't have the game, so... 
I could borrow it. Yeah. Oh, it's digital. Never mind. Yeah, exactly. I see you come to your house and do it. Um, me, on the other hand, played some Red Dead Redemption 2. And I was um, a little bit disappointed in the story arc. Last week, we spoke about how uh, John Marston's son got stolen. Yes. And so we went to this new, like, the future city. So everything's all coal mine, like, you know, electricity and shit like that. Not the Wild West. You know, they're civilized people. Are there cars? Uh, there's, like, San Francisco, like, trams that, like, go through but the no town. But no horseless carriages, is that what they would call them? No. Okay. Um, not that I've seen anyways. DLC, bro. DLC, probably. Um, and so... We got there, and, like, I did a bunch of cool things on my way, but once I, like, mainlined it, it was, like, we went to this guy's house that apparently has a son, and he's, like, yes, I have your son. Go kill these grave robbers for me. So we went to a cemetery and killed these grave robbers. And then after that, it was, like, here's your son. Go back. And I was, like, what the fuck, man? Like, this guy's, like, supposed to be, like, a first... Like uh, not a firstborn, but like a uh, like a first generation U.S. citizen from Italy, from Sicily. He's supposed to be like the guy who's gonna start like the Italian mafia. Is basically how I get the feel of it. Like he's gonna be the one that kind of builds this. So you just gave up your son, and you were expecting more of a conflict, or? Yeah, I was expecting like way more of like a guns like out, like shooting my way through. To, I mean, like, I'd be pretty pissed if someone stole my son. Yeah, like, I was expecting, like, a gun battle, and it was, like... Why didn't you just kill the guy when you first saw him? It was a cutscene. Okay. So, and they never give you an opportunity to do that. I was... I don't know, maybe he plays a bigger role later on in the game. I'm guessing. Well, especially if he's, like, this mafia kind of character you're talking about. Yeah, like, he seems like he could be, like, the groundwork for the U.S. side of the mafia. Like, 1886, I want to say, is where we're at right now. You're the mafia expert at the table. No, no, no. 1886, I think, is, like, the year the game takes place. Right. So, um, I think that, uh, I think there's going to be another storyline to it. It just seems really weird. They introduced this new town, and I'm already out of it already. Like, I've done some, like, other main story quests now, and it has not brought me back to this town. And it's just kind of like, why would you introduce such a... It's like the biggest town that I've been to so far. Well, how do you know you're not going to come back to it? I mean, I don't know that I'm not going to. It's just really weird because the other towns I've been in that are really small, they've had, like, the main story has revolved around those towns. For the first four chapters, it was like these two towns, the story revolved around those towns. And... uh, it's not doing that with this one as, as of yet. I mean, I haven't gone to Chapter 5 yet. Maybe Chapter 4 is really long. Chapter 3 was extremely long compared to the first two chapters. Do you know how many chapters are in the game? I don't know, and I don't want to spoil that. I don't want to know how far I am. You don't want to know how many chapters? Mm-hmm. No. I've uh, I've intentionally, they like put like random, like, there's a stranger encounter over here on your map, and like if it's all the way across the map, like, I fucking go do it. Like... I'm just not mainlining this one. I'm literally diving myself into the world of this game. So you're kind of treating it like uh, Breath of the Wild, sort of. Yeah. I'm exploring all over the place. Um, there's a gang called the Lemoyne Raiders. Um, it's another Wild West gang that's uh, like a rival of yours. And so, like, 
every once in a while, like, Lemoyne Raiders will, like, will show up and they'll just start shooting you and shit. Or, like, if you're in town, they'll, like, antagonize you until you finally shoot them. So I just typed in Google how many chap. No, don't. I, I'm just saying. Do it. All I did was. Don't fucking All I do typed it. was how many chap. Just that much. Yeah, I said Red and, Dead Redemption too. And it filled it in. Yeah. That's kind of creepy. Yeah. I. That was the I'm, first result. Is it more than ten? I'm not gonna tell you because okay, you don't want to no, know. I don't want to know. I'm not gonna give you clues or. I just think it's funny that all I typed was how many chap, and the it's first result. They're listening to us. Yeah, that's proof right, pretty much on yep. air right now that Google's listening. Exactly. Um, Google knows why that town is there. Exactly, they do. Um, and another thing that, like, I know I have to go back to this town or something because the horse stables and I can't purchase any horses from me yet, which means I haven't unlocked the true meaning of the city. Yeah. But uh, I did meet a crazy cool random encounter where a guy had, uh, he was controlling a uh, extremely early version of a RC boat. And it was out on a pond, now shooting little missiles and shit. How could you have an RC? How is so no. he was he was controlling it through electricity. Okay. And uh, so he had uh, what are those things like people in like huge like lightning places like put on top of their houses? Lightning rods. Yeah, lightning rods. So he had lightning rods that came out of it, and I was behind this contraption that every time I moved it, it would shoot the lightning rod at a different location, and so it controlled the boat across the water and. He's a mad scientist. All right. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. Just, like, weird shit that, like, they had back then, but, like, who knows if they really fucking made shit I'm like gonna this. I'm going to go on a limb and say that this did not exist. I mean, it could have, but it probably sure. did not. could have. Yeah. Um, I also did learn that if you ever find a hanging body, just start shooting. Okay. Just, just fucking start shooting. All right. I found two dead. I found two people that are being hung, and one of them, uh, one of them was still alive. And it was obviously a uh, racial hanging. Yeah. And so I went and I shot him down. But the second I did that, like like 40 to 50 people like fucking swarmed wow. me. And they're like fucking like, what they call me? Like some type of like sympathizer. I can't remember what, like Negro sympathizer or something stupid like that. It was just like, obviously it was like hate related. Did you make it out of that alive? No, I died. So then when I went back to do it again, because I was like, oh, I'm going to get the like, Get my scope rifle, shoot him down from really far away. Fucking gone. It was just a random thing that happened that one time in that one save. Okay. Um, then happened to cross another one. Um, it was a white dude hanging there, and he was dead. And so, like, I went to, like, cut him down to loot his body because I was like, yeah, he's dead. He's not going to use anything on his body anyways. And then same fucking thing. Like, seven guys, like, came out and, like, killed me. Well, seven's better than 40. Like, you yeah, might have survived that I wasn't one. Expect- that was a- I wasn't expecting it. So I kind of figured the other one was, like, kind of fishy who's still alive like you know like wriggling around and shit and so i was like oh this is like a weird setup and uh but there was just so many people this guy was like deader than a doornail he was like hanging there and it was dark it was like night couldn't see anything and my health was down already because i had just came out of like a main story mission so like my health was like down hadn't slept yet hadn't ate yet i got killed went back he's gone again so um cool things like that are happening it's just like random weird occurrences um, I think that like weird boat thing was like a s- weird occurrence that just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, would would anybody that went to that area find the weird boat? Guy? I mean, maybe, maybe I don't know. Okay. Um, it just popped up on my screen, and I don't know if those are like timed or what they are. But it was just like, there's a random person here you want to talk to. 
Okay. And uh, I was in middle of town also, and like this woman was like, "Hey, sweetie, you want to have like a good time or something?" And my guys like walked around the corner, and then she like knew me, and like started screaming, and like alerted the police to me. And this town, you know, is a, it's a very civilized place. So there's actually an actual, like, police force, like what we would think of, like, uniformed police officers, not, like, Wild West, like... Pinkerton, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Pinkertons. And so they were, like, chasing me down, and I was like, I have no fucking idea who the hell this woman is. Like, he knew her name, said her name, didn't recognize it. Okay. And uh, so I'm hoping we explore that, because I was like, that's bullshit. I literally had to, like, run out of town in the middle of a fucking mission, and it was just like, ditch that fucking mission and go. Like, the whole entire, like, city was, like, on alert for me. So, luckily, I had my bandana with me. So, I put my bandana over my face so they, couldn't, they didn't know who I was. Just started running through town. So. <laughs> just, like, random shit. That's the disguise? Just, yep. Okay. A bandana. Right. I, right. do have a, I do have a uh, saw mask almost looking thing. But it's on my horse, and I can't take it off my horse for some reason. Weird. Yeah, but it's, like, a metal mask that's, like, bloody looking. The hell? Yeah, I bought it off of a guy who buys uh, stolen items. Okay. So. Cool. Yeah. I'm glad you're still enjoying Red Dead Redemption too. Yep, me too. So, uh, you want to talk about game releases? Yeah, there's a fair amount coming out this week. Uh, shout out to Gavin Sheehan of Bleeding Cool News. Why? Yeah, he's the guy that's been uh, putting up these lists. Um, I just wanted to acknowledge the fact that he's oh, doing nice. the work cool. every week. Sweet. So I didn't, didn't recognize that was his name. Yeah. So. Um, this coming out of this guy's is Arca's Path VR PS4. Tim's gonna be checking that out, I'm sure. Atelier Rona, the Alchemist of Arland DX PC PS4 Switch. Atelier Notori. Sure. Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, the Adventure of Arland DX PC PS4 Switch. Battle Princess Maiden. Madeline. 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 Madeline um, PS4. Betty's Bats Treasure Hunt, um, PS4, Emerald Shores Vita, Escape Room Aloha, 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 PS4, Gwent, The Witcher's Card Game, PS4, Xbox some, One. There's quite a few people actually sort of excited for this. I'd be excited for it if it was on mobile. Just saying. It's kind of dumb they're not making card games for mobile. Uh, Gear Club Unlimited 2 Switch, Gnome's Garden New Home, PS4, Tim should check that out. Hellblade, Sensuna Sacrifice. What? It's already come out on PS4, so I'm a little confused by that. But I know it's uh, the time release. Uh, uh, time exclusive. Xbox One. It's finally coming to Xbox One. Gotcha. Just Cause 4, PC, PS4, Xbox One. Monica E. A. Garda Dos Colos. Sure. Sure. PS4. Monster Boy, The Cursed Kingdom, PS4, Switch, Xbox Which One. I thought that was on Switch before, but I'm, I'm confused about the titles on that one. Okay. Um, Mutant Year Zero Road to Eden, PS4, Xbox One, PC, um, Overdrive, oh no, not Overdrive, Override, Mech City Brawl, PC, PS4, Xbox One, Persona 3, Dancing in Moonlight, PS4, Fida, and that's a Q title right there, <laughs> Persona 5, Dancing in Starlight, which is the opposite of Moonlight, that is for Q, PS4, Vita, Persona Dancing, Endless Night Collection, I can't remember which one of these he he reviewed, but he reviewed one of them. Okay. That one's for PS4. Prison Boss VR PS4. I want to play that. I want to play it so bad. I haven't heard of it. 
Subnautica, PS4, Xbox One, Super Life of Pixel, PS4, Vita, Thronebreaker, The Witcher Tales, PS4, Xbox One, Toki, Switch, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, no, oh wait, not no more fighters, more fighters, more battles, more fun, Nintendo Switch. <laughs> Is that the actual full title? I have no fucking That's idea. That's like Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, more fighters, more battles, more fun. That's, yeah, that's a mouthful. That's a mouthful. And yeah, you're about halfway through the list now. God damn it. Attiller. <laughs> the Apprentice of Arland DX PC. No, it's a different one. I think. PC, PS4, Xbox One, Switch. Uh, not on Xbox One, sorry. Battle Princess, Madeline. We already had all these. What was it for Xbox One, though? Uh, I don't know. Xbox One. Energy Cycle Edge, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, Vita, Vita. Picture Party, Woo-hoo. VR, PS4, Astrology and Horoscope Premium, PS4. No. Yeah. Battle Princess Madeline, Switch, Beholder Complete Edition, Switch, Jagged Alliance Rage, PC, PS4, Xbox One, Long Story, Dating Game for the Real World, I'm Switch. kind of intrigued by this one. Yeah, check it out. World Switch. Rival Mega Gun Switch, The Last Remnant Remastered, PS4, Guns and Stories Bulletproof VR, PS4, Hello Neighbor, Hide and Seek, PS4, Switch, Xbox One, Katamari, Damase. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say, but I wasn't sure. Damase, Reroll, I PC, might get that on Switch. Switch. You know what that is, right? No. You're like this guy, and you roll this ball, and the ball collects, like, like if the ball was on the table the beer glass would stick to it and make the ball a little bigger and then it would roll over a microphone and that would That's stick to cool. it. So the ball gets bigger and bigger until you're like rolling up buildings. and. That's cool. Yeah, it's, it's cool. All right, sweet. Um, on a roll, 3D Xbox One, Players Unknown Battleground, PS4. Finally, coming to PS4. Yep. Sega Genesis Classic Switch and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Switch. Wait a minute. Yeah, I'm confused. I'm really fucking confused. Came out on two different days or... Uh, maybe the ultimate one came out earlier. Nope. That's uh, the same title, I'm just less. Sure. Whatever. I, I don't know. So um, yeah, that's a lot of games. At least of games. one of those got to be your jam if you're a gamer, I would think. Probably. Maybe that. Maybe that horoscope game. If, Quite possibly. If you're granny, but. Um, like it covers pretty much every every genre imaginable. Yeah. And like three Vita games, which is weird. I mean, the only thing weird would be like a Wii U game. That would or GameCube. GameCube would probably be more understandable. I don't know if you can even press press those discs anymore. I don't know. I don't even know if you can buy them anymore. Well, you can buy them, but not not new. Anyway, we talked a lot of games. Finally, we did. since we we're theoretically a gaming podcast. Theoretically, and I was how we bitching started. like three weeks ago that we didn't talk about games. Yeah. I think this week may get it for that week. Okay, sounds good. Um, well, yeah. until next week. Don't forget to check us out. Check us out at facebook.com forward slash plug and play show, Twitter and Instagram at plug and play cast, youtube.com forward slash plug and play gamer, where we are getting copyright strikes after four years. And until next week. In Argentina. In Argentina. Thanks a lot, Argentina fans. I appreciate Fuck you. Fuck you guys. I thought we had something special. I mean, I appreciate their dick dickiness to us. It's very Argentinian. Mm-hmm. So, like, Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. You guys are dickheads. You're playing illegal shit. Um, And until next week, don't forget to prime and shine. Fuck Nazis.